Welcome to Public Health The Next Generation, a podcast where we highlight public health students at the University of Florida and their projects outside of the classroom. I am excited for the opportunity to dive into how tomorrow's public health leaders are improving their communities today. I'm your host, Rebecca Michelle, a Master's of Public Health student at the University of Florida. Let's jump right in. This is a unique episode with two conversations highlighting arts and medicine at the University of Florida, a program designed to transform the hospital experience for patients, visitors, caregivers, and staff, and to promote health and wellness through the arts within the community. The first conversation is with Dr. Mku, a researcher at UF, a new mother, and a recent arts and medicine patient at UF Health Shands Hospital. Let's hear her story. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. McCoo. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to uh, share my experience today. So um, where I am today is I'm a new mother to baby Amina, and it's such a special time. And it was especially special because I got to deliver baby Amina at UF Health, where I used to volunteer. Um, So when I was completing my undergraduate studies at University of Florida, I was studying health education and behavior. And one of the requirements was to get some hands-on patient experiences. And I was a volunteer for arts and medicine back in the day. So it was very special to me that I got to deliver my baby at the same hospital I used to volunteer at. Well, first of all, congratulations on the birth of baby Amina. And second, I think it's really awesome, kind of like a full circle moment that you got to be a volunteer when you were an undergrad, but then you also got to be a patient getting to utilize the volunteers. So if you're comfortable sharing, would you tell us a little bit about your story as the patient? Yeah, so my story as a patient is actually very interesting because as a patient, knowing the resources there were, because I volunteered at the hospital before, it was really interesting that while I was in the delivery room, I actually forgot. I want to say I forgot about arts and medicine as a resource for me. I've always thought about it as a resource for other people. So my husband and I love to paint um, during our free time. And so while I was going through the induction process, um, I had to be induced for my baby. And it, induction uh, involves a different ways to try to help a mother deliver their baby. So the, ba- the doctors are using different techniques and it, mm-hmm. it takes time, you know, to put someone in labor. So while I was waiting for that, I was getting very anxious. And I, I asked my, my husband, can you please go home and grab the art supplies? So maybe we can paint, we could do different things while we're waiting for me to um, basically, you know, get into labor. While he was packing and getting ready to go home, he said, wait a minute, what about arts and medicine? Should we call them? Should we, should we see if maybe they can give us some supplies? And at that moment, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about it. You know, like I've always thought about it as part of a volunteer. And it's been a while since I was a volunteer. I used to volunteer as an undergraduate, as I mentioned, and this is me. I got my, you know, I left, I got my PhD, and now I'm a professional. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while. So then I called the arts and medicine people from my hospital bed, 
and I just, you know, called him and I said, hey, I'm just calling. I know this is a, you know, a strange ask. Usually they send artists to the room with you to, to do the art. And I said, we're just calling to see if we can get some, a few supplies mm-hmm. while we're here. So that's kind of how I got, you know, and when I called, I said, sure, we'll have someone, you know, the first available person, um, we'll put you on the list and we'll call them and they'll come over. So it took about two hours before the person came. But then we had, you know, she came with way more than I expected. You know, she brought us options. Do you want to do watercolor or do you want to do coloring? We have coloring pencils. And so she was able to come and I asked her to, I said, you know, I always heard about watercolor. I've never tried it. It's very hard. I've heard. Can you show us? And she was kind enough to open up the supplies and show us how to do watercolor painting. And to me, that was so special because I was not in comfortable, right? I'm not comfortable I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being induced, but it was for a few hours, I actually got to escape from the pain a little bit and um, enjoy being, you know, in a different world. Of, I'm in the hospital, but I'm learning how to do watercolor and I'm learning how to paint. So you weren't expecting to have any sort of program like that? when? Oh, you no, I was not expecting it at all. Because also when I volunteered uh, at the hospital back in undergrad, it was mostly with children. I volunteered on the children's floor and we would bring art and do art with children. So I didn't really expect that I could do art as an adult, especially in the delivery. like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something I even went into the hospital thinking, what are we going to do during our downtown? Until I got there and I realized, oh, this process might take a couple hours. And I wanted my husband to go get the supplies. Mostly also it was for him. He was very anxious as well. So trying to find ways to, to kill time and to distract myself to, um, from the pain while I was there. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned it kind of helped you escape the pain. What other benefits did you think painting and the arts and medicine volunteer brought to your experience? And like you said, not only for you, but for your anxious husband as well. Other than escaping the pain, I think that one, you know, pain is the first thing I can think about. It was very beneficial. But another way, it also helped us like get distracted and made our room feel less of like a hospital room if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because now we were able to like when people walked in our room while I was you know we were painting the first thing the nurses said oh my gosh you guys are like turning this into like this art place the room was already pretty nice but it added that additional touch it made us feel our home because in our home we have a lot of art we've decorated our home with a lot of the art that we've We've created, but also we have some local artists in our house. Art makes us feel at home. So we felt at home. We felt more calm. Um, There was a feeling of, you know, uh, of like, okay, I never, like I should share, I never finished my painting. (laughs) You know, it, it didn't, I didn't finish it. But it was great to see that, okay, 
at the time when I started, like, oh, wow, this could be something special that I share with my daughter when she's born. They aren't really, apart from, you know, distracting us from pain, it really made the room much more cozier. I think um, it helped me with my anxiety and my husband with big anxiety at the time. And that can make the hospital in such a scary place. Mm-hmm. So it made it very... I wouldn't say welcoming, it's never a welcoming place, I don't think, but it made the place much more um, nicer to be in. Great. I watercolor on the side a little and I'm not good at it. I just kind of doodle, but I definitely find it to be a very like calming experience. How did the volunteer, I guess, contribute to the process besides just the bringing of the materials? Did she teach you what was that process like with the volunteer? So the volunteer went above and beyond. She was lovely to be around. Uh, She was calming. When she came in, she, you know, she was like displaying all this art supplies. And I was like, oh, you know, it's really interesting. I've always looked at watercolor as this difficult medium. I've never tried it. And it was her idea to show me, actually. She was like, oh, I can teach you guys really quickly. Like, you know, I don't mind showing you some techniques that I use. So that I was like, what? Okay, great. So then she took up the supplies in front of us. And, you know, she even had this technique where she adds um, sugar or salt to the paper and to add a little shine before she adds the paint, how much water uh, to use for the brush. So it's not just you know, the challenge with watercolor, it could get pretty wet. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she was showing us her techniques of managing that. She was just like, while she was doing that, she asked us questions about like, oh, so you having a boy or a girl? Did you decide on her name? How, where did you all meet? And I shared with her, you know, we met in undergrad and um, we actually volunteered for arts in medicine and arts in health and and then we realized we knew some mutual people because she was a volunteer she some of the artists that I used to volunteer with she knew so it was very special we felt very connected through our you know mutual connections mm-hmm. for the people we knew mm-hmm. so that was also a special part of the process right um, but she was just such a lovely person and um, we connected afterwards and, um, and it was just such a, such a great experience to have because usually your providers, you don't know the providers, you know, mm-hmm. they come in and they go to the next room and they try their best, but they have a huge patient room. So you, in the hospital, you feel like just another room, right? Mm-hmm. There's, so many other women just like me delivering at the same time. Um, But then having that unique experience was very meaningful because it made us feel more than a patient number. We were people and we had interests beyond what we were going through at the time. Mm -hmm. It made the big hospital feel small. Exactly, yeah. Do you think the arts and medicine experience had any impact on like your physical health or your health outcomes besides from just calming the nerves in the moment? Um, 
I, I think that would be challenge, and it's hard for me to answer that because I'm also a scientist, so I know that's like a loaded question, and I want to say, well, we should do some literature review first, right, before we answer that. But for me, it had this, you know, proximal effect. By proximal, I mean immediate, an immediate mm -hmm. effect of calming and, and anxiety. As an African-American woman, I also know that you know, African-American women, when you look at the statistics and when you look at maternal morbidity and mortality, we are more likely to face complications and more likely to experience maternal mortality. So I have to say that was a real fear for me, mm -hmm. especially as a person who works in public health and is exposed to the, the statistics and the literature. So I was very anxious. Um, and anticipating the worst when I went into mm -hmm. the hospital. So I think if anything, you know, arts and medicine in my experience really helped to calm me down. It helped to, you know, distract me from the anxiety and to, I had, you know, a glimpse of hope that, oh, everything will be okay because, you know, the providers, I had trust in my providers, I had, amazing nurses on, and on top of the artists, you know, the nurses, it changed when they walked in, you know, they weren't just walking in any room. They, they noticed our art supplies. They wanted to make conversation. Not that they didn't before. Mm -hmm. I think it just kind of distracted from the routine or the expectation of what you expect when you walk in a patient's room. For me, the arts and medicine, I don't know about how, whether it affected my health outcomes per se, but it definitely affected how I was seeing and experiencing healthcare coming from the anxiety of knowing that, you know, this is a huge risk for me and my health. Mm -hmm. And as a public health student, we study that all the time and that those fears are pretty common in certain populations, which can be kind of frightening in the moment. So this was the first time that I had heard of arts and medicine, but I think mm -hmm. it is a really great tool and I hope more people hear about it and get to experience the positive impacts of it like you did. Yeah, definitely. And I think more research definitely needs to be done. Like, I think it would be really beneficial for future researchers to consider examining the effects, especially like you're saying in vulnerable or underserved populations, or it might be more beneficial to because they experience negative outcomes in the hospital. I think arts and medicine has potential to connect patients and providers, um, especially when there's last lack of trust, but also just lack of, I wouldn't just say trust, but, you know, lack of confidence, mm -hmm. knowing going into a space that you know, or you've heard, it could be that space could be dangerous for you, or could, could result in some complications. So I think it just, if anything, it increases that trust, you know. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. After I gave birth, to my baby, like two days later, the artist surprised us at the hospital by calling one of the musicians. And he came to our room and he sang to our baby. And that was very beautiful. That's so really that sweet. was that was such a great surprise. I didn't expect that at all. And he just showed up with his guitar. And and my my 
husband got to carry the baby and dance with the baby while he played the guitar. It was so special. You know, that experience, I really hope other women can experience that while they're in the hospital. It just made it so special. Um, That's awesome. So I also wanted to share that. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Dr. McCoo. I hope that other people get to experience arts and medicine um, the way you did. And it seems like it really had such a positive impact on your experience in the hospital. Thank you. I do too. I do too. And um, I really hope that it can be introduced in other spaces, other health spaces, other hospitals. It was really, I felt very privileged to be a participant in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for having me and for interviewing. Our next conversation is with Alex Rodriguez, a Master of Public Health student at the University of Florida, also earning a graduate certificate in arts and medicine. On top of improving the patient experience like we just heard firsthand with Dr. McCoo's story, arts and medicine also strives to further education and research around arts in the fields of health and public health. Alex will take us behind the scenes of the amazing work arts and medicine does every day. Thanks for joining me today, Alex. I'm so excited to learn more about behind the scenes of everything that you do. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how'd you get to where you are now with the Center for Arts and Medicine? Yeah, thanks for having me, first of all. And yeah, a little bit about myself. So I went to undergraduate here at UF as well. And I think what really got me passionate about both public health and arts and medicine was First, I did a lot of volunteer work with Equal Access Clinic. So working with people without insurance or underserved in our community really taught me a lot and really um, sparked a passion for that kind of work in me. Um, And then I also volunteered during my undergraduate with Dream Team, where we did a lot of arts work with kids in the Congenital Heart Center, as well as the pediatric ICU. And that was just really moving experience for me as well and really getting to see art directly impacting these kids in really such dire, critical situations. And to that for that to bring them joy was really inspirational. Um, and so during my MPH program, I've been involved with Dr. Sankey's interdisciplinary lab within the Center for Arts and Medicine. And it has just been such a great experience. And I've really gotten to be aligned with a lot of the public health work that's going on within the lab, um, which has been really great since I'm currently doing my MPH. And I'm actually in my second year and about to graduate in the summer. That's awesome. Like you were saying, you're in your MPH, and you're also earning a certificate in arts and medicine, correct? Yep. The graduate certificate is in arts and public health. So what does your project look like with arts and medicine, or what do you do for them now for your certificate? Yeah. So um, it's been really exciting getting to this project. So I applied to this RFP that the Center for Arts and Medicine put out in the fall, and the RFP was engaging the arts to build vaccine confidence on UF main campus. So I ended up developing this project kind of based off of what the CDC had done with Living Walls Atlanta um, several months ago, where they used mural work to help inspire vaccine confidence. And I felt like it'd be a really great fit for Gainesville, especially with all the um, 352 walls projects that have Mm -hmm. happened in town. So there's a lot of mural work already in Gainesville. Um, Really, so what the idea is, they're already on campus right now. So there is a structure in front of Library West, and then there's a structure in front of Springs Complex along Fraternity Drive. And the idea is that people will see these murals that are really depicting unity, school spirit, and being vaccinated, and that it will drive discussion around vaccination as well as shift perceived social norms around vaccination. And we're actually having two events this week. We're partnering with UFCTSI 
and Health Street, and they're going to come out and lead vaccinations for COVID, um, first dose, second dose, and boosters. And then we're also going to have um, flu shots available as well. And we're going to have a physician educator, Dr. Ashley Wright, is part of the project, and she's going to be there um, to field any questions people might have about the vaccine. We're really excited about it, and the artists are going to be there as well to be able to talk about their work if anybody has some questions about it or just wants to kind of get inspired. That's awesome. I know vaccines are a huge topic in public health that we have talked about, especially with COVID. And I actually got to volunteer a lot with the COVID response efforts to the U.S. So this is a really exciting kind of new project to push for vaccinations. I'm really excited to see how that turns out. So what does your day-to-day look like for this project? Yeah, so it's been a lot of logistics planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think coming up with the project was relatively simple, but the actual execution, there's a lot of legwork in it. So to get all the approvals from Tiger Hall, which is the administration facility or building um, on campus has been, you know, several month process to be able to get in on really notable locations on campus that have a lot of foot traffic. Um, And then really just the planning with all of the artists when we were still kind of waiting on um, official dates from UF was hard that we kind of had to keep working with varying deadlines. Um, So I think, you know, just kind of having to be on top of everything every morning and making sure everything is on track to get done. But it's been really exciting and it's been really rewarding to see it all come together really within these past um, three weeks. At least I, after doing some research, didn't realize the extent of kind of arts and medicine and the Center for Arts and Medicine that it even extends to like vaccine outreach and other things like that. So what's one thing about it that you didn't expect? Because I wasn't expecting something to this scale, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I think what's been so cool about kind of doing this graduate certificate and getting to be within the lab during my MPH is really getting to see how the arts are being used for health communication mm-hmm. and to, to educate people as well. And so it's just been so neat to have that parallel. And so I'm learning about it in class, but then seeing it applied in a really innovative way that seems really fresh and exciting. So I like podcasts. Cool. Yeah. As, as like a new way of health communication. That's how kind of how I took it. Yeah. Like and taking I, it I and rolling with too. it. Yeah. And something that I think is just a little bit more engaging than, I don't know what is typically out there. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So I've been loving this and it was really neat over the summer. um, Dr. Sankey, who leads the lab was, um, I believe she still is a senior advisor to the CDC vaccine confidence task force. And so through that, I got to help on some field guides that were all focused on engaging the arts to build vaccine confidence. And so it was really great. It's basically resources that different public health facilities across the U S can utilize to understand how they can partner with artists in their areas to promote health. Yeah, that's really to focus on the vaccine, but I feel like it's really a great step from the CDC to see that that they're pushing funding towards the arts and to see how that might translate into other focuses down the line as well. Because the arts have so many benefits, physical, mental, even patients, families. It's really exciting to see that more research and funds are being allocated towards such a cool concept. In this interdisciplinary lab, do you work directly with your mentor? Do you work with other students? What does that kind of working dynamic look like? Yeah, it's been such a positive experience. So um, ever since I joined the lab, it's been on Zoom um, because of COVID and precautions. But because it's been on Zoom, it's actually been really neat. We have quite a few people in the lab now who aren't even necessarily in Gainesville. And so it's really opened up the scope of the lab too. So we have some graduate students from other universities who are really passionate about arts and health work, and they are still able to be engaged with the research. So I think we have around 30 lab members. um, And then we have several faculty mentors who 
we'll all meet in one room, do an icebreaker, really get to know each other again every lab session, and then break out into rooms and individually work on our different projects. So it's been great. It's been really neat to see how community can be fostered in a Zoom setting um, because I feel like I haven't really experienced it to this extent and Mm -hmm. to not only be, you know, having the sense of community, but really getting so much really awesome research out there has just been a great experience. How do, how does your lab, if I guess applicable at all, like work with the division in the hospital and kind of, could you touch upon like the hierarchy or breakdown of the organization? Yeah. So yeah, there definitely are some projects that are going on right now in conjunction with the hospital. So I can't speak to it too much because it's not something I'm directly involved with, but I know that there's currently some research that's being done on how the arts can be utilized for burn patients um, right now and how utilizing the arts can affect perception of pain. That's something that's really interesting that's going on. Um, Aside from maybe some output data or just constant monitoring. If any research projects are happening, it's through the lab, through the Center for Arts and Medicine. And I'm sure your project is going to gauge a lot of other outreach information and kind of how to improve vaccine uptake in the community, which can probably be applied to other communities as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's kind of exciting about it too is, you know, even though COVID is so pressing right now, I think vaccination and vaccine competence is something that's been, you know, a topic in public health for a while. So Mm -hmm. Um, getting to see this play out and hopefully do well and be replicated at other universities or other like systems would just be really exciting. Is that something you're looking forward to? I was like right into my next question. I do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm hoping to get some published data out of this at the end um, so that if there are other parties that are interested in trying to replicate something like this, they have something to base it off of. So after your MPH and with this certificate, what is your career end goal? Yeah, so I'd really like to end up in research and academia. So I've gotten into a few PhD programs to start in the fall. I haven't decided for sure where I'm going yet, um, but I'm really hoping to focus my research lens on arts and public health. Career-wise, I'd really love to not only teach in an academic setting, but I'd really also love to continue the research. I think that it's just so exciting. I love that you're driving something within a community that really feels like it's for the greater good. And it's just even doing this project has been incredibly rewarding. Well, congratulations on the next step of your education. That's so exciting. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And as you progress forward with your education, with your PhD, do you have any advice for prospective students that are looking into this field? I think the biggest thing is just to, you know, have confidence in yourself and push yourself to take you know, that next step to challenge yourself. So, you know, I really had never completely written out a grant by myself before I'd supported grant writing. Um, But to do this project, I wrote the grant myself and decided to take on the project. And in some ways it was a leap of faith. And I really relied on mentors that I had through the MPH program, but I, you know, really just wanted to take that step and challenge for myself. And I think sometimes you just have to push yourself to take that step. So, I think that would be my recommendation and also to take, really take the opportunity to rely on your mentors mm-hmm. and to seek mentors too. So, you know, I have an MPH mentor through the program, but then there are a few faculty that are doing vaccination work right now. And even though it's not directly arts focused, I reached out to them and we had some really great conversations on the way I could frame the study and um, some different evaluation strategies. And, you know, I just really appreciate it. And I think UF is such a great and welcoming community, like most academic institutions and, you know, I think just take advantage of that. Definitely. And it seems like 
arts and public health is a blooming field and it provides so many benefits as we've seen throughout this episode. So I'm excited to see where future research and future direction of such an incredible collaboration of fields. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I'm excited to see kind of where it goes from here. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time with, to speak to me today, Alex. I'm excited and good luck with the rest of your project. I hope it's a success. Awesome, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Public Health, The Next Generation.